Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show. Joe Rayo wearing a white shirt, his old white News no, 12 shirt. No, it's a shirt. sweatshirt. It's a News 12 sweatshirt? It's a sweatshirt. Okay. That's right. Yes. They can't stop me from wearing this. No, they, I can wear this whenever I want. They, they, no, you can just keep the logo out of the out of the shot. <laughs> and he's Joe Rayo, and I'm Joe Chaffee, and welcome to uh, another week in a miserable season that just won't go away. Uh, I think for a lot of folks, uh, spring can't end soon enough. But while it is spring, you want to get your yard looking like it's, I don't know, something out of Buckingham Palace, maybe. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show is brought to you by the place that can help you do that, Omni True Value Hardware, uh, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in southwest Suffolk County on Long Island. And they service the tri-state area with everything you need to make your yard look grand. And they have mulch and they make it there. So you're paying lower prices than if you would if you bought it by the bag at some big box store. 631-756-1125, website omnitruevalue.com. And don't forget, they are a local business. And also brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, also in southwest Suffolk County on Long Island, also a local business. They are complete holiday lighting specialists to meet all your decorating needs, whether you're getting your home uh, you want your home decorated, or maybe, just maybe, if you're a landscaper and it's the off-season for you, you don't do snow removal, you want to do holiday decorating, give them a call, 631-957-5106, and the website is liholidaylighting.com. So I wrote a couple of pieces this afternoon. I wrote a, you know, a, a short-range piece for uh, my website, and I wrote a long-range piece for my uh, Patreon subscription site. Uh, and uh, the bottom line is that, I, I don't know, Joe, whoever whoever decided that, uh, maybe I should just kind of read it directly uh, as far as the quote is concerned. Uh, just give me one moment to pull it up. But, you know, just like I guess Dickens did Christmas a disservice in a way, by writing, uh, you know, a snow into, and of course, when he, you know, at that time, it actually used to snow a lot around uh, uh, Christmas time uh, because of the uh, climate that was uh, going on uh, in uh, England at and at at, at uh, in the eighteen hundreds, in the early eighteen hundreds. But I, my piece was titled "Spring Continues to Torture the Northeast. When Does It End?" and what I said was, and I shall quote, I'm just pulling it up now, just taking a, a moment here uh, to bring it up. Uh, but the bottom line is, who, whoever said, it has always amazed me that many folks seem to think that spring is this wonderful time of year. Breaking news, folks. It never it isn't and it never has been. Only in the rarest of springs do we get this sort of Sing song of endless sunshine, complete with birds chirping and warm weather that embraces you on a daily basis. This has always been a fairy tale or the stuff of legend. I don't think it's always it was, been a miserable season. Well, particularly it's been a in a miserable the, season, particularly in the Northeast, and particularly if you're along the coastal plain, uh, the, 
the cold ocean just really ruins it all. I mean, you know, the only thing that makes spring nice is the contrast between temperatures, let's say, in April and May versus what you get in February and March. But as we have seen, even in recent years, you could even have some of that chilly white stuff even in April and May. <laughs> I know. It's, it doesn't seem to want to end. Well, partic um, particularly in May. We, and we actually, at least in another part of the country, uh, Ruth Lascote is on, was on the chat board, or I don't know if he still is, uh, out in Loveland, Colorado. He already has an inch on the ground there. Mostly the streets are wet, but you know, they're getting another round of, of, of snow in what seems to be an endless snow season for the, uh, <clears throat> the Colorado Rockies from Denver on west. So it, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And, uh, you know, one of the rare times when I've actually looked at the, uh, on the GFS, the seasonal um, section, just to see what it showed for the weeks to come, well out to, let's say, uh, July and August or whatever. And it, it would appear right now, Joe, that we're going to be stuck in this pattern for at least another couple of weeks basically for another couple of weeks before we finally fully break out of it and maybe finally see with more consistency or persistency a spell of near or above normal temperatures. Although it, it, hopefully it'll start warming up a bit later on in the week and into early next week. Um, but I mean, I'm really talking about nice, warm, spring-like weather on a, on a regular basis. That, do, that doesn't seem to be the case for, uh, for quite some time. You know, Johnny Quest uh, in northwestern Virginia at the uh, 3,000 foot level got some light snow, got a little bit of light snow last night and uh, actually sent me some pics from late last week uh, when he woke up to, <clears throat> uh, you know, a little Christmassy look, let us say. And of course, just as soon as you get past sunrise, all of that disappears. The, the bottom line is looking at the long range, and we'll talk about this a little later on, uh, this... Um, the uh, the North Atlantic Oscillation, the NAO, uh, the blockiness of the pattern higher than normal pressures up in the North Atlantic, the jet stream suppressed way to the south, uh, into the South Atlantic, uh, is not conducive to a long stretch of above normal temperatures. It just isn't. Will you? Will we get the odd it day? Is not. Yeah. Will and, and and will we get the odd day here and there? Sure. But even today. You know, we were looking over the weekend and late last week. It looked like maybe we could string together two or three really warm days early next week. Uh, and I, I, I did mention when we were talking about this, and I said, as long as we don't have any surprise backdoor cold fronts or anything along those lines, well, guess what? Uh, we do. Surprise! <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I should have known better when I saw uh, the models do, you know, trying to show this ridge, trying to build in the east. Uh, with no complications. And of course, as you get closer and closer, you start to realize that the northern part of the jet stream is just still there and it's still feeding energy down and moving it uh, in the flow. And the models aren't going to really catch that until they get at least inside the seven day time frame. So now they're starting to see that, well, maybe it's not going to be a high to the south with a west wind, but a high to the east with a southeast wind. And, and that is, you know, that's that that's night and day this time of year. It is. It is. And um, but if you if you look at this and, if, you know, I don't know how you look at it for our area, Joe, but I mean, from now till next Sunday or Monday, I, I the only I, I don't have too many days where 
I have any uh, kind of mention of moisture or precipitation, I'm mentioning that uh, possibly late tomorrow, there might be a sprinkle or spritz yes. in one or two places, more or less on instability or whatever. No, the upper, and, tr that um, upper trough, the upper trough coming down tomorrow. Right, right. And then there might be a little something. I'm going to keep Saturday dry. I was, I was, uh, you know, thinking that we might see some showers. And again, this is like five days out and we may still do that, but I think Saturday will be dry, but I think maybe later Sunday, another kind of upper level system coming through, maybe possibly setting the stage for a little bit of shower or sprinkle activity late Sunday or on into uh, next Sunday night. And then hopefully drying out for the start of next week on Monday. Do you want to look that I, I, down I, seven I, days? I kind of went along the same route. I, I said that overall for the weekend, for Saturday and Sunday, I, I just kind of, I kind of envision a partly sunny type of day for both days. And I threw in the chance that there could be the odd shower on either either day, mostly inland, widely scattered. Most people won't see that, see them. Um, so I'm, I'm on the same page with you with that. And, I, and I'm thinking also that uh, Wednesday and Thursday should be two very good days from the standpoint of sunshine, especially Thursday. Uh, temperatures are going to have a little bit of a tough time responding because of the um, the northwest flow that we're in. But we should at least get close to normal by th Thursday. I'm thinking upper 60s and lower 70s for highs for Thursday and maybe 65 to near 70 on Wednesday for most of the area from eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England. Yes, but um, look at look at the uh, temperatures that we're talking about for, uh, for example, uh, the next few nights. I mean, we, we're going to be well below seasonal normals. The The normal low temperature here in the Hudson Valley is around 50. And yet I'm thinking that in some of the outlying areas of the Hudson Valley tonight, tomorrow night, and possibly even Wednesday night, we might be looking at temperatures down in the low 40s. And maybe even on Wednesday night, perhaps even upper 30s is not out of the question. So uh, however mild it may get during the daytime hours, the nights are going to be Rather chilly indeed. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, the uh, satellite view tonight, as we uh, take a look at what's going on, uh, kind of messy looking. Uh, the clouds in the northeast sort of lingered for a good part of the day. They have thinned out somewhat as we move through the evening. You're seeing uh, clouds, and I was in some of those clouds, uh, moving uh, across uh, northern Florida and Georgia and off the southeast coast of the United States. have been running East northeast from there, there's a, the the uh, old uh, the low that moved out. This is the uh, remaining frontal boundary that's going to hang around uh, across the off the southeast coast and then back through the Gulf states, where there's probably going to be <clears throat> uh, some uh, downpours and, and rain and thunderstorms to deal with over the next couple of days. Meanwhile, take a look up in the Rockies in the Central Rockies. You've got a trough, another one of these troughs dropping down from the northwest. Uh, into the central Rockies uh, with um, some cold air. And as a result, uh, uh, we got uh, some snow. And WPC uh, has, and I brought I have the probability set up at four inches, has a, now this is just west of Denver, okay, is where most of this snow lines up north-south. So the darkest blue is a 40% chance of at least four. The light blue is a 70% chance for at least four. Um, 
and also that exists up in western Wyoming. Now, it, we're not talking about um, uh, widespread snows in the Rockies, but given the time, given the time of year that we're dealing with, now here we are almost to the middle of May, and we're still talking about this stuff. And I popped up the probability of at least eight, Joe. There is a 20 to 30% chance in a couple of areas in those darker green patches that you see uh, in uh, in central Col north central Colorado, uh, a 20 to 30% chance of at least eight. So not impossible, I suppose, uh, from uh, from the standpoint of a late season snowfall. Um, not, not too shabby. And I, if I recall correctly, you talk about it, how late it is. I think that it was in 2013 that uh, the uh, upstate area, the Adirondacks, had a big snowstorm during Memorial Day weekend. And it was about eight years ago in, in 2013 when that was the case. And that, to me, was about as late as I ever can remember in this part of the country, hearing the word snow and not just hearing a few flurries, but actually hearing about a significant or if not a downright substantial snowfall, uh, again, up in the high terrain of the Adirondacks. And that was, again, that's, uh, well, it seems like only a few years ago, but 2013, it's eight years ago. Amazing. I know. It's, it's, it is amazing. I was looking at the other day, just along those lines, by the way, <clears throat> I have done, I started doing YouTube videos, I think back around 2015 or so, but they were sporadic. Uh, I have I, I, I between this show and Weather in Five and other stuff that I've done along the way, I've done twenty six hundred videos. There are twenty six hundred videos in in my video library. I mean, that that <laughs> I, you know I, I'm on automatic pilot every day when I do this sort of stuff. I um, I was astounded to see that number. I mean, I've done more shows than Ed Sullivan. <laughs> well, you know, you remember when we used to work at uh, news gathering agencies and they were all on tape. Oh, is that what we call uh, them now? News the... Is that the politically correct term for the news gathering agencies? Yeah, okay, well, I'll go. I'll go with that. Well, and and, uh, you know, they put the uh, the uh, the evening news or the morning show on 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 a small tape and you put it on a shelf and you go to the edit bay or whatever and a, and there'd be all of these tapes or whatever like that. What you've done is you basically have pretty much filled an entire edit bay and maybe <laughs> even needed an extra one. Exactly. Let me, uh, before we go, we'll go back to the match. We'll start looking at the severe weather. But let me just uh, bring up a couple of things here. Uh, Robert Russo hitting Super Chat tonight. Thank you so much, Robert. Most appreciated. And uh, the uh, chairman, uh, Scott Briller, hit Super Chat earlier. He is not, I think he left the chat board because... Today is his birthday, and uh, his mom, uh, Mother Briller, is taking uh, Scott out to out to dinner. Uh, I'm guessing Chinese food because I know that's his thing. Um, so happy birthday, Scott! Uh, enjoy your. I hope you've enjoyed your day and enjoy your night and enjoy your dinner and all the other things that go with it. That's interesting because. Um... I visited my mom uh, in the Bronx on Saturday, and uh, what did we have? We had Chinese food, too. That seems to be the, uh, the running uh, uh, menu for, uh, for, for these kind of events, birthdays and, uh, and, and Mother's Day. So yeah, uh, I'm just gonna happy birthday to Scott. Yeah, Chinese food is not my thing. 
it's uh, now now if it's if it's there if I'm at someone you know I'm over somebody's house which is rare but if I'm over someone's house and and we're having Chinese food for dinner um, yeah I'll certainly eat eat it but uh, you will never hear from these lips uh, I'm in the mood for Chinese food let's order out I just it's not uh, something that I would do. I actually don't order out hardly ever at all. Uh, I even occasionally will make my own pizza. So, but that's me. Uh, back to snow. Uh, we should mention Matt Cave reminded me. Thank you, Matt, uh, that uh, I'm pulling up the snow analysis from this morning, Joe. This is in northern Pennsylvania and southern New York, uh, where uh, we uh, had uh, snow last night. Uh, um, some areas uh, there. Uh, picking up uh, several inches of wet snow. I'm sure there must have been some higher elevation spot that might have gotten four or five, uh, but a fairly large area of a coating to a couple of inches. And really, that wasn't done with very much, I mean, relatively speaking for the time of year, there was obviously enough cold air, and certainly we cold air aloft that was able to uh, mix down to the ground with a little bit of intensity, but uh, still not too shabby for May 10th to see the snowfall like the uh, snowfall like this in uh, in parts of the northeast yes and um just a point of reference last year new york new york city on the 9th of may had snow a touch of it and uh, back in 1977 on may on may the 9th we also had a trace of snow in new york and we also had i think something like a foot of snow up in the uh Catskill regions around the Mohonk Mountain House, just to the west of New Paltz. Uh, they were up at about an elevation of about 1,500 feet, and they got like a foot of snow, with a tremendous amount of snow for such a late time of the year. So I guess, you know, if everything falls into place, and we've certainly seen that in portions of western New York and Pennsylvania the last 24 hours, yes, it is still possible that you could see the white stuff out there. Couldn't get, it, couldn't get any flakes in March and even April, but here we are in May, and look at what we're doing. We're talking about snow, Yep, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, the uh, snowfall analysis uh, in the West, uh, I brought up, this is overnight and early this morning. So it's not counting what's going on now, which is more snow. So it's all basically West of, of Route 20, of, of Interstate 25, which uh, cuts through Denver and runs uh, south to north uh, through Colorado. So it's all West of 25 and overnight and also West of Boulder where we saw an area of four inches plus. So anything that you see in the forecast, this is on top of what is already fallen, and that snow shield extends northeastward uh, to between Cheyenne, which got about an inch, and Laramie, which was just outside uh, the, uh, the uh, snowfall zone. And with respect to watches and warnings that are up, there are a, a few counties uh, with winter storm warnings. You can see them here in the... Uh, pink color or salmon color, whichever, uh, in uh, north central Colorado, uh, all to the west of, of Denver, and also in uh, southeastern Wyoming. I'm just going to pull up Denver's uh, weather service office really quick. No, naturally, I pulled up Boulder. Uh, but uh, you can see where the winter storm warnings are. So it, Denver is not in it. Neither is Boulder. Neither is Fort Collins. Uh, it's all just to the, uh, to the west of there, or the west and north of there and then extending northward up into Wyoming. Denver right now is light rain in 43, uh, on, at the, uh, at, I believe that's at, uh, at the airport. 
And uh, I think I saw Ruthless Goat saying where he was up in Loveland, it was 36 uh, with some snow. And of course, once uh, it goes into the overnight hours, the temperatures will fall and, uh, and, and, and they'll wind up uh, seeing some uh, accumulation. Meanwhile, um, the UCAR national radar is still uh, down uh, and they're looking for another source. So we're going to use uh, Tornado HQ's severe weather map, uh, which tonight shows uh, a severe one severe thunderstorm warning working at the moment at 751. That's uh, to the north of Charlotte. Uh, you've got a couple of severe thunderstorms west of Dallas uh, and well west of San Antonio. There's one, two, three, four, five, six severe thunderstorm warnings working there. Uh, a little bit of uh, scattered precip in southern Indiana into northeastern Kentu northern Kentucky, northwestern Tennessee, uh, right along the St. Louis uh, Illinois state line. I'm sorry, the Missouri-Illinois state line, and also up in northern Illinois, northern Indiana. And, of course, if you look at the radar uh, out uh, in the west, uh, the radar is actually fairly impressive uh, with uh, precip uh, in um, uh, in the eastern half of Colorado. So there, that's that precip for tonight and tomorrow that's going to bring more of the white stuff. Shawnee Quest mentions on the uh, chat board, Joe, 26 volcanoes are, 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 are in erupting, I guess, are in the process of erupting or are erupting. So the question is of all of the S2, uh, SO2 in the air is beginning to have an effect on the temperatures of, on the earth. I, I, would be, I, would, I would question that, Johnny, as to, yeah, there may be 26 volcanoes, but as we have mentioned on more than one occasion, you really need a very potent eruption to send an aerosol cloud or a cloud of ash and dust high into the stratosphere. I'm talking about 10 to 20 miles above the Earth's surface to have much of an effect on the atmosphere. If you have a lot of uh, you know, smaller eruptions that are confining the uh, material, that volcanic material, to let's say five or 10 miles above the Earth, that's not going to make it. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to do anything to changing the, uh, the overall uh, condition uh, across the northern hemisphere in terms of weather. It, you know, you could have a lot of eruptions, but if they're small eruptions and they don't go very, very high up in the atmosphere, that's not gonna really have any effect. But if you have one gigantic blast, like a Pentatubo, for example, or a Krakatoa, or uh, 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 the uh, Tambora volcano, which led to the year without a summer in 1816, that'll do it. But, you know, the fact that we have so many volcanic eruptions occurring now, not necessarily meaning that we're going to see any kind of changes in the atmospheric conditions in the coming weeks or months. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but uh, at least that's, that's my opinion, Joe. Yep, uh, agreed. Uh, severe weather tonight. Uh, the Storm Prediction Center has three smallish areas of slight risk, and as of 7.53 Eastern time, uh, two severe thunderstorm watches that are in play, one in eastern North Carolina uh, and the other in, uh, in Texas, uh, west of San Antonio, up in the Del Rio area. And that's inside a slight to enhance risk in that zone. Small area of slight risk in northeast Texas and, of course, a slight risk in the severe thunderstorm watch zone that we see in eastern North Carolina. So uh, that is uh, for tonight. Uh, the uh, Storm Prediction Center for tomorrow, Tuesday into Wednesday, uh, has a marginal risk across uh, the Gulf states, the lower Gulf states from uh, Texas, 
covers a good portion of the state of Texas and all of Louisiana, but it's mainly from central Mississippi uh, and Alab central Alabama and south central Georgia, uh, southern Georgia, and the Florida panhandle into northern Florida inside that marginal risk, probably may wind up seeing a small area of slight risk. Uh, they also have general thunderstorms indicated well up into upstate New York, northern Vermont, northern New Hampshire, and Maine. And that's probably with that upper trough that's dropping southward. And then you can also see general thunderstorms running from Texas right up the Rockies all the way uh, up uh, to Montana and beyond. Uh, but our area, the, the uh, most of the Northeast, the Mid-Atlantic, uh, not in uh, thunder, no thunderstorms being forecast, nothing across the Great Lakes or Ohio Valley or on up into uh, the upper Mississippi Valley. And no severe weather is being indicated by SPC for uh, the rest of the week. They don't have any areas specified. So uh, maybe some quiet time here as we after we get through uh, tonight and we'll see what happens for tomorrow. I, th I think this could get juiced up a little bit along the Gulf Coast tomorrow that we might see a couple of slight risk areas uh, uh, pop up. Keith James II is uh, mentioning on the chat board a couple of times is the space launch from Virginia taking place at eight this evening. Now, what this is, they're, they're going to send, they being NASA, from their Wallops Island facility, they're going to be sending up not a big rocket. It's a Nike Tomahawk sound four-stage sounding rocket that's going to go about 200 miles up into space and release uh, a package which contains chemicals uh, which are supposed to color the sky. However, I think somebody forgot to tell NASA that the... Uh, the time that they're doing this launch, Joe, coincides very closely with sunset. And if they do indeed do it tonight, I don't think this launch is going to be the either the, I mean, from here in the New York area, I know that uh, some have been proclaiming that we'd be able to see the actual rocket. But I think the skies are going to be much too bright to see both the launch and also this uh, ion cloud of barium that's going to uh, cause a, a greenish changing to purplish cloud uh, appear in the sky because, again, it's happening so closely to uh, sunset. However, for Keith James and also for all of the rest of you, what I can do is... You can call uh, NASA up and tell them to delay it, at least until after the show well, is over. Well, they have a 40-minute uh, window uh, for, for for launch, but I think what, I'll, what we're going to do, Joe, is in a couple of minutes, uh, I'll go and share the... I'll ask you to share the screen and I'm watching right now. I'm monitoring. Uh, they have a camera at Wallops Island, and they I can clearly see on the uh, you have sharing shot, the you, have, you have sharing capability. You can go ahead and do it. All right, all right. And by so, and by the way, here, I, 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 I did, Jason Barry said, "Where did the Chinese space junk land? It landed in the Indian Ocean. So that's that's in, near the Maldives. Yeah, um, the so, whatever. So the Maldives, not in Maldives. Uh, not in Camp." It didn't happen. It didn't happen in Camden, New Jersey. Nor did or, it happen uh, over Gracie Mansion in New York City. <laughs> no, I saw that was a suggestion yeah, yeah. on the chat board. Uh, but you have sharing yes. capability, so you can uh, you can flip whenever you'd like. Okay, well, I just did, and there you see the there you see uh, the uh, the rocket. Again, it's a small rocket. It's on the launch pad, and it's due to go at eight oh four. So what is that? It's uh, that's only six minutes from now. So we'll all get a chance to see the – this is a first for Joe and Joe. Yes. We, I don't think we ever covered a, a space launch before. T minus. But that's, that's owing <laughs> – T minus that, six that, minutes that, that and counting. 
that's this is all dependent on whether or not. Uh, well, I see there there aren't too many clouds in the area. It's been on the ground for the last couple of nights because of uh, rather robust upper level winds. And Joe, I looked at the upper level winds a little while ago. I thought they were just as robust or just as strong over Wallops Island tonight as they were the last couple of nights, which leads one to wonder whether or not we're actually going to see this launch tonight. But if it does happen, you'll see it because we're covering it right here on Joe and Joe while we're talking about the weather. By the way, I mentioned this to you once before, so I'll bring it up again. If you have BBC America on your uh, cable cable service or streaming service, uh, if you have BBC America, I, I don't know if they do it every Saturday, uh, every Saturday uh, morning. Actually, on, on, on uh, they, they, when they have done it, it's been on Sunday morning. So during the day on Sa- during Saturday, through Saturday night into Sunday morning, it's pretty much uh, David Attenborough and Planet Earth, uh, uh, one show after another after another. And I personally like love watching it because I find that's a. a it, it's a he's very relaxing and and uh, those shows are incredibly well produced and well edited but uh on uh, on on some sunday mornings they have been replaying the cbs news coverage of the apollo uh space launches uh, uh the last one i saw was a couple of weeks ago uh they were playing uh, replaying the uh landing of apollo 11 on the moon and it was, you know, I mean, I saw it as a kid, but I really never saw and saw the the news coverage. Remember, in those days, you know, you, you either watched the news when it came on the air, or you didn't watch it at all. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, all that stuff is there on BBC America. They do show it every every so often, and it's it's a it, it's a it's a it's a fascinating um, thing to see, being that you and I watched it as kids, and now to see it as you know, two crotchety old men. <laughs> but if you folks on the chat board, uh, young and not so young, haven't seen it, and you get a chance, that's BBC America. Uh, just check the listings because they do every once in a while. They do. Uh, they they have brought it. They they have brought those uh, Apollo broadcasts up. What are we up to? How much time did I eat by with that soliloquy? Well, uh, according to Dennis Cassia, uh, the launch countdown is currently on hold. I think it's at uh, T minus. Three minutes and forty-one seconds, and hold. I mean, you could see the the clock running in the lower left. That's the actual time. Uh, that's it, it, on my view right now. That's uh, zero hours, one minute, thirteen seconds. So it's eight oh one and thirteen seconds. Um, that's Greenwich time, actually. But the the as you can see now in the upper right-hand corner, there's T minus three forty-one. I guess once again the upper-level winds are keeping that rocket. Uh, where it is, and, and they'll continue to analyze whether or not they will go. And as I said, they have a 40-minute launch window. So, Joe, they, they have until, I believe, 8.43 Eastern time to get that thing off the ground. Otherwise, it's another scrub, and uh, they'll try again tomorrow night. What um, – uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I mean, what's the 40-minute window going to make a difference in terms of the winds? It's not like they're going to suddenly drop off in 40 minutes. Well, the 40-minute uh, hold, I would presume, is more for uh, the kind of weather pattern where if it's cloudy or mainly cloudy, they hope for a clearing over a span of 40 minutes, or also if there's a technical problem. And let me assure you, after I've been watching these sounding rockets lift off from Wallops Island 
for more years than I care to remember. And they always seem to have something like maybe a screw loose or a connection that they have to connect and they need a few extra minutes to do that. Where's the but, scotch uh, tape? Where's the t scotch tape? Where's the duct tape? Yes. Ruthless Goat hit Super <laughs> Chat tonight. Thank you, sir. Most appreciated. Uh, you you could still grill your... I saw your post, by the way, on, on the rib steaks you bought. Good catch. The uh, Colorado ribeyes. Good catch at a very good price. Makes total sense with, uh, to... to uh, uh, check out the uh, the stuff that's getting close to the date because uh, it stakes and uh, it doesn't make a big difference. If you get them closer to the date and they're aged a little bit, they're actually a little bit better. So good hit for you. Uh, just checking here. Uh, Matt K. Was it Matt K. that said, well, I'm going to run back on the chat. Uh, that you don't have SpaceX there, so this is really like the only exciting thing you get you get to do in New Jersey. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, here we we're still on on a hold. Joe, Joe, are you there? Joe Rayo. Hello, Mr. Rayo, where are you? I'm not hearing you. Okay, now he's putting his headsets back on. Can you hear me? Are you hearing me? What I was trying to do is I was trying to see if I could hear what they were saying on ah. the uh, on the uh, on the wallops thing, but uh, they they basically have said, just said what we've been saying that the launch is being held because of. Uh, because of high-level winds. So, All right. So here's what, what we'll, can I tell you? So here's what we'll do. Um, give me the screen back. You keep an eye on it. If they start the countdown again, uh, just interrupt me, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back to it. So uh, we'll just we'll do. Okay. So in the meantime, just want to check out WPC's seven-day um, rainfall here. Uh, and where where is it? Sorry. There we go. Uh, the uh, much of the uh, the northeast, uh, northern Maine is uh, getting a half to three quarters of an inch, but much of uh, central and southern New England down into the northern Mid Atlantic states really not going to see much in the way of total precip, all less than a quarter of an inch, and in some places less than uh, a, a, a tenth of an inch, and even a few places getting nothing. Uh, in the meantime, you can see what what's going on with that frontal boundary off the southeast coast, and then running across. Uh, the northern part of the Gulf of Mexico. So to the north of that, <coughs> with the rain and thunderstorms, uh, patchy areas of three plus inches of rain forecast over the next seven days from Texas uh, into uh, Mississippi with inch and a half rainfalls forecast in uh, central and southern Alabama and into uh, parts of uh, northwest Georgia. Uh, also a precip extending on the order of about three quarters of an inch to an inch uh, up through the southern plains and continuing northward into Kansas, uh, and then westward into Colorado. And obviously, a lot of that is going to be in the form of snow, and also continuing on up into uh, Wyoming and Montana. Most of the west and even the Pacific Northwest is bone dry, either at nothing or uh, at most a tenth of an inch of, of precip uh, over, the, uh, over the next seven days. 
So uh, just going to bring up the European here because I just want to illustrate you know, what the, the, the issue is. We were just mentioning earlier uh, how the uh, southern part of the jet stream is just so way south, way south. And you, know, you have an upper low. Uh, this was uh, yesterday's map, by the way. Uh, you have an upper low uh, sitting uh, between Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. You have another upper low near James Bay. So you know, if you just sort of follow the flow, we're getting our air being fed down from Canada, and with the jet so far to the south, it just it, it just really can't warm up. Not uh, again, uh, you know, in between weather systems as they pull out, you could get that odd day where temperatures will try to warm up. But as long as that northern jet remains such a dominant force, uh, it's going to be tough to do. Uh, the uh, European swings this James Bay upper low southeastward. This is the trough that's moving through for tomorrow. Doesn't look like it has as much punch as the one, say, on uh, Saturday uh, that uh, produced the water spout uh, in uh, Barnegat Bay. Then once that goes out, uh, we'll see improvement. But again, look at the southern part of the jet here. It is still uh, running rather strong through the southeastern part of the United States and offshore. And again, that's takes a short wave out underneath us with rain that develops in the Gulf states, can't move up the eastern seaboard uh, because everything's kind of squashed. Now, eventually, these troughs do pull out. The Europeans tries to um, build a ridge in the Great Lakes and on up into Canada by later next week uh, and has a little bit of troughing there right over the northeast down into the northern mid-Atlantic states, which is, again, that's one of the problems of spring, uh, making, uh, you know, you'll see areas all around you being very warm and you're sitting in clouds and showers and, and, and temperatures that are in the 60s. The GFS, on the other hand, has a much more vigorous trough for the same time frame uh, that uh, comes out of this. And you can see it here. It's a fairly wrapped up upper low that it brings down uh, from uh, central Canada uh, and strengthens it as it uh, swings through the Great Lakes and into into the Northeast. So this has a, this is an entire uh, entirely different and uh, let's call it a more dire solution. Maybe dire is too strong a word, but uh, it is certainly uh, you know kind of matches up with the pattern that we have with that negative North Atlantic oscillation in play. Uh, this would. Uh, mean not only no warm-up, but you have to wonder uh, whether uh, you wind up with uh, perhaps some severe weather risk uh, for the middle part of next week. That's a long-range forecast problem. I'm just kind of mentioning it here at the moment. I, you know, uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, if we wind up with, uh, also, with something that vigorous. I should also point out, Joe, that uh, uh, Climate Prediction Center is saying that from 6 to 10 days to 8 to 14 days, they're going for um, probabilities of above normal in our part of the country and also drier than normal hmm. for our part of the country as well. So hmm. uh, let me just think it's something. Different. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Ken uh, Musillo hitting the super chat tonight. Thank you very much, Ken. Uh, most appreciated. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a little odd uh, considering, you know, the pattern that we're in uh, th that, you know, they would do that. I mean, they do it off the zero Z stuff. So I didn't really even get a chance to look at the zero Z ensembles and all the rest of it. So maybe uh, back last night, still trying to show a ridge building into the eastern part of the United States next week uh, for at least a few days. Uh, the day models today kind of went away from that. 
so we'll have to see what happens in the next couple of days uh, if the model starts swinging back and forth with regards to uh, with regards to this. Certainly, this run of the GFS was um, was not uh, conducive uh, to um, to above normal temperatures. But no matter uh, the GFS on the surface. Uh, you uh, can see uh, that for tomorrow, we just got this weak upper trough that sort of drops through the northeast uh, with uh, some sprinkles uh, scattered around. But overall, it's just probably going to be some early sun and then uh, developing clouds. Uh, you see the snow in Colorado uh, and Wyoming uh, as uh, low pressure starts to develop along the Gulf states and that uh, east-west band of, of showers and storms in Texas and also across Mississippi and Alabama. So this looks like you know these could certainly be uh, thunderstorms that'll produce heavy rain. Look at the big 1032 high sitting uh, in uh, Wisconsin and the low that's in eastern Maine. Of course, all that rain in the Gulf states would try and come up the eastern seaboard were it not for the fact that the pattern, the upper air is so suppressive. So the rains will move into the southeast, uh, into the Carolinas, maybe reaching up to the Virginia state line, but then that high acts as a, you know, suppresses it all to the south and east. So meanwhile, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, as we said, looked like two very nice days uh, with the high uh, moving in, uh, albeit on the cool side. Uh, these upper air disturbances, Joe, on Friday, for example, you've got the GFS showing a few uh, spits of rain uh, in parts of upstate New York and in western PA, uh, getting maybe into the Catskills by Friday evening. Then they sort of disappear and then they pop up again Saturday afternoon and evening. Uh, inland areas, and then they disappear, and then they do it again on Sunday. Sunday looks like it's a little bit more widespread. I don't know, it looks a little overdone to me, but I, I figured, let me just throw them into the forecast. And then, of course, you're finally going to get some energy from the West to come through with some rain maybe on Monday. This is the big difference from, you know, the models building a big bridge into the eastern part of the United States. And then we've got a, you know, another chilly high coming down from Canada into the Great Lakes and eventually spreading into the Northeast later next week with whatever big upper low uh, develops if the GFS winds up being um, correct. Yep. And as we've said before with the GFS, <laughs> they, they've been replacing the GFS every, every few months, it would seem. You really can't get a... Can't get a handle get a on it. Handle. Yeah. You can't on, get on what, yeah, on, on, on some of the fat, fat you know, the, the problems with the model, and all of a sudden they, they're kicking that model out and bringing a, br a brand new one in. So I, I don't know, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully we will get into a milding uh, pattern uh, soon. Although, as you and I both said, uh, what the models are, are suggesting now is that doesn't seem quite, uh, quite right, at least anything that's going to be prolonged let's say, for a number of days. Okay, so uh, they're still on hold? Yes, they are. All right, so while they're on hold, uh, let us play a special uh, Briller Jeopardy uh, for his birthday, Scott Briller's birthday. And uh, the uh, category is going to be, well, th this is personal to the chairman, so this might be a little tough, however... Uh, you're 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 going to be trying for this, Joe. And by the way, we got 49 likes so far, which uh, isn't too shabby. So if somebody could, oh, somebody decided to take it down to 48. Uh, but if you can nudge it up to maybe 50, back up to 49. If you can nudge it up to 50, that would be wonderful. And Joe and I appreciate it. Okay, we got the half dollar up there. Okay, so you're ready. 
the uh, the chairman's favorite TV shows. Uh, name what year these shows debuted, and you must be correct within two years in order to get um, credit for it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm all set. Okay. So uh, starting with number ten. Um, Number 10, Colombo. 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 Uh, uh, let, 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 uh, let me think uh, for just a moment. Uh, okay, I have another question. Um, Colombo, I would, uh, how about 1974? Oh, Joe, you, yeah, you blew that out of the park. That. Yeah, 1968. 68? Yes. Wow. What did, it was uh, NBC had those Sunday mysteries. What did they call that? That that 90-minute uh, time they had a special name for it. The NBC know, Sunday. Sunday yeah mystery thing. Okay. Uh, number nine is All in the Family. 1971. Correct. Uh, number eight, Room 222. Oh, room 222. You know, I had, as a special place in my heart, I had a... Karen Valentine, for one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and my wife, my wife won't mind my, my saying this, that Karen Valentine was the it girl if you were in high school or junior high school back then. Yep. She was what? She was a, she was a sub substitute teacher or a... Yes. Uh, Anyway, 1960. Well, wait a minute. That's seven, uh, I'm gonna. I'll say. Uh, 1968. Uh, you're good. 1969. So you got it within two. <clears throat> okay. The original Lost in Space. Um, I believe that was 60, 1965. That is correct. Very good. Uh, number six is Dallas. You bibble-headed booby. Uh, Dallas. Okay. That, how about 19, well, I remember 1980 was the Who Shot JR controversy. How about, I, I, I want to say either 78 or 79. Ah, what the hell. I'll say 79. Uh, had you said 78, uh, you would have been correct. Uh, on the nose, but it's within two, you jabbering Judas. Uh, you, uh, you, you hit it. Uh, number five is emergency. Emergency. That was 19, let's see, 1970. How about 1970? That was with Ronnie Troop. 1971. Still within two, 1972 is correct. Number four, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. 19, 1970. That is correct on the nose. Number three, Dark Shadows. <laughs> which you can watch every episode of Dark Shadows is on Pluto TV. You can download the Pluto app to your iPad or to your uh, Android uh, tablet and watch uh, every episode of Dark Shadows, all 1,226 of them. 
1968. 1966 was the debut. Right. Okay, so you Boy, got... Went that back that far? Yes. That's, that's pretty interesting. So uh, it's within two, so you're still good. Uh, in number two, a, a series from two, uh, the series Lost. Oh, God. <laughs> I never watched that show, and I'm going to take just a wild, I'll take a wild shot in the dark and say 2012. You know what? I'm actually quite shocked because it's kind of made me realize that time might be going by faster than I think. <laughs> Lost was 2004. I didn't oh, realize it was Lord. that far back. I mean, I think I watched some episodes of it, but I don't remember it being that far back in 2004, but maybe it was. And uh, number one... Silvio Balzano, Silvio Balzano just uh, posted, the launch has been scrubbed. Oh, so... so um, when they found out that, you, that we were airing it, they just said no. <laughs> Black brand, black brand 12 launch scrubbed due to high upper level winds. Next launch attempt no earlier than 8.05, Tuesday, May 11th. That's tomorrow night, Joe. So All right, so we'll try it again tomorrow. tomorrow of course, they, yeah. got that, yeah. they got that big upper trough going by tomorrow evening. So what, may, what do you think the winds are going to be aloft then? I, I don't think they're going to go tomorrow night either. Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, the number one on his list is Seinfeld. Let's see, Seinfeld went off the air in 1998. Uh, I think it was 19... I think Seinfeld came on in 1992. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, within three. 1989. 89. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I, I think back then they were actually... I, I think back then it was actually called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Yes. Oh, oh well. Uh, just looking at you know on the list of all these shows, I've seen them all. Uh, I, Lost, I've seen a few episodes of, and I got bored with it. Uh, Columbo. My grandmother was a huge fan of Columbo. Um, all, all in the family. Room two twenty two. Sporadically saw some episodes. Of course, Lost in Space. Uh, I was a, a Dallas fan. Wasn't a big fan of Emergency. Wasn't my type of show. Uh, Mer the Mary Tyler Moore show, I probably, I've seen every episode. Dark Shadows, the 1966 to 1971 uh, gothic soap opera that aired on ABC at 4 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. I have seen all 1,226 episodes multiple times. Uh, then there's Lost. And Seinfeld was kind of, you know, it was an in and out show for me. I watched it more toward the end, the last three or four years than the the, the the first four or five years. Uh, so I've seen most of the second half. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, if you take the run of the show and cut it in half, I would, I, I, I've seen most of the second half of that than the first half. Same here with Seinfeld. I did not get become a big fan until literally the last couple of years. At News 12 Westchester, I remember that literally the entire uh, control room was jammed into the green room where the TV was, and we all were watching, uh, you know, the final, not the final episode, but I mean the final year or two. It had become a thing to watch Seinfeld on Thursday nights on NBC. 
And uh, then after it went off, that's when I caught up with the series when it went into syndication. And uh, I learned a lot about, you know, who, who, who these various characters were by watching the show in syndication. So like you, I got, I got to know more of it after it went off, you know, nationally, but uh, it's a great, it, it is a great show. Yeah. I, I don't watch much television anymore. So um, I, I couldn't tell you one series from another. So I, I occasionally will go back and, you know, obviously watching me TV and, uh, I was watching and then TV land and all those, those channels. I feel more at home watching those shows uh, than I do watching the stuff that, that some of the stuff that's on today. Uh, but that's me. So, uh, shall we call it a night? I guess we should. And we'll be back tomorrow night. Maybe with a launch, maybe not, but regardless, everything you need to know about weather right here on the Joe and Joe show and the Joe and Joe show is brought to you each and every night by... Oh, you... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. 631-756-1125. Uh, mulch is what they got. And they make it there. And they got the best prices in town. So head over there supporting a local business. Uh, L.I. I'm sorry, um... Uh, OmniTrueValue.com is the website. I'm jumping ahead to Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini, your complete holiday lighting specialist, meeting all your decorating needs, whether you want your home decorated or maybe you want to do this as a business. They're at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, not too far from Omni, by the way, 631-957-5106. And the website is LIHolidayLighting.com. Just want to say a special, again, happy birthday to uh, Scott, the chairman, Scott Briller, uh, out uh, enjoying uh, dinner with his mom tonight. Uh, thank all, thank you, Scott, also for the super chat hit, as well as super chat hits tonight from Ken uh, Musillo, Robert, uh, the Ruthless Goat, uh, watching from Loveland, Colorado, uh, hitting super chat tonight. Uh, Robert Russo, uh, also hitting super chat tonight with a Nice big cup of coffee there for you and I to uh, to get uh, uh, on our downtime. So thanks, uh, thanks for the super chat hit, folks. And uh, Joe and I will see you tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern time, and we'll have the NASA launch as well. We'll see. We'll hope. <laughs> yes, I'm betting that upper trough's going to scrub it. It's hard for me to imagine, you know, that the winds are aloft are going to be lower tomorrow night than they are tonight. But, you know. Absolutely. Uh, That's probably going to be the case. But they'll get around to it. Yeah, eventually. All right. Night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.